Do you remember planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life. This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in this week. I'm Ashley Sondergaard. I'm the host of the show and I'm the founder of Wedded Wellness and I'm so glad you're joining us this week. So I took a week off last week because I just have a lot of fun guests coming up and I wanted to spend some time really making these episodes the best they can be. So thank you so much for your patience. We're back. All right, this week's guest is Erin Anderson. Um, Erin started the brand The Gold Runner here in uh, Minneapolis. And I'll admit that I've watched her work from a distance for some time, and we sort of serendipitously, serendipitously came together at the perfect time. So I was leading a teacher training um, it is over this winter, and I had expressed to my students that I was looking for someone to do like an aura reading. And a really well-connected student mentioned Erin's name. And I was like, yeah, duh, like I should totally reach out to her. And literally that same day in my inbox was an email from Erin saying, hey, let's connect. We seem to have similar ideas about things. And I was like, oh my God, amazing. So we had the privilege of getting together to connect. And I got to hear about her super unique work in the energy healing space. Um, We brainstormed some collaboration and just found that we like being around each other. At least I can say that. (laughs) Um, She joined me at the Bachelorette Bash event not long ago at Lululemon Mall of America here back in February. And she did the crystal singing bowl meditation during our Shavasana. I mean, it was magical. It just brought everyone into another space. It was awesome. So today, Erin talks in detail about what her specific type of energy work is, how it can help people, maybe you, how she learned about this lineage, and even how she handles negative feedback from those that are maybe less understanding of this modality. I'm super grateful to have her on the show. Before we get into the interview, I just want to remind you that the Spring Equinox Wedding and Wellness Fest at Aria is happening in just two weeks from today, March 19th at 6 p.m. If you don't have your tickets yet, get them now. They're just $15. Here's what the evening is going to look like. You'll get to Aria, the most beautiful wedding venue ever. Um, You'll get a complimentary relaxing tea. The first 50 people through the door will get... um, and essential oils from Sage Mind and Body here in the Twin Cities. And then you'll walk right into a yoga class. Um, it'll be for all levels. It does not have to be for a super practiced yogi. Anyone can be there. There'll be live music. After the yoga class, Nelly from House of Ojas will talk about how to say well, self-care. And then following all of that goodness, the opportunity to sample from some of the very best wedding and wellness vendors in the Twin Cities. So we'll have wedding planners. We'll have Reiki practitioners. We'll have acupuncture of chiropractors. We'll have jewelry. Just so many different things that fall under the the category of feeling well. So March 19th at Aria. Get your tickets at www.weddedwellness.com slash events. All right, let's get to the episode. Hey, listeners. Welcome in. Ashley, your host here of the Wedded Wellness Podcast. I'm so glad you're tuning in this week because we are 
chatting with Erin Anderson from The Gold Runner. Thanks for being here, Erin. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. We had the pleasure of working together on our event at Lululemon a couple weeks ago, and it was pretty magical. I, I enjoyed so it. too. Yeah, I really didn't know what to expect, especially in a place like the Mall of America. <laughs> I know. It was just like, what a strange energy, like convergence and it was beautiful yeah yeah everyone just seemed so enthusiastic and curious and really up for anything so it was a real pleasure to be part of that they're doing cool things there. Yeah, I'm glad that that's there yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're right. Like, the, I avoid them all at all costs. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I might have to start going there again. Like, <laughs> like it was a it was an exciting thing to do in high school if you're from Austin, Minnesota, oh to drive God. up and go to the Rainforest Cafe. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah. Yes. So it used to be, you know, an exciting thing, and now I'm like, maybe there's stuff going on there because they also have some of the local like makers boutiques, yes, and I and I have heard from people who are involved with that that they're really they're really doing some like outreach in the community to try and be like a good community partner so all right mall everyone raising their vibration if you're not local everyone we're talking about the mall of america which is the largest maybe i don't know if it still is but the yes. largest mall in the country it happens to be in bloomington minnesota and it's just a weird place, and they have mm-hmm. the largest Lululemon ever, and so we got to do this event. Is it the largest? I think it is. Okay. I think it is. Now it's pretty cool. So yay yeah. for that. Yeah, We're going to do more wonderful. events like that. Mm-hmm. Um, side note. Okay. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about what you do and yeah. how you got into this amazing work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think you are so cool. I'm a fangirl from Thank afar. Thank you. Oh, so thanks for telling yeah. me about what you Yeah. Do. Well, and I feel like I'm a fangirl just of all of the different <laughs> like pursuits, like everything that I do now is something that I have felt so drawn to either because I've met someone who has been a practitioner of it and I'm like what is it that you're doing that you know gives you this like spark of life or this vibrancy or this joy and and then through conversation and exploration I've learned you know more about what they do and I've thought okay is that something that I think would you know would make sense for me and that is that's how I that's the most direct way that I can say that I got into kind of the what I consider the meat of my practice which Mm -hmm. is the esoteric like healings and teachings of the lineage of King Solomon which is an ancient um, esoteric meaning like um, hidden knowledge that goes back in a written form to the time of King Solomon, like the biblical King Solomon, who was a healer um, himself and who gathered healers from all over the world. Um, there's a really kind of beautiful story about how he how he brought together the kind of the premier like healers and energy workers from all over the all over the globe at the time and wanted to gather everyone to find out like what are the things that you're doing in your tradition, what works in your like part of the world and why. And with, you know, with all of these people together, they worked for about 30 years, tested all of these different kinds of healings and came out with this kind of smaller subset of healings that they really felt like worked universally. So not just because of a certain kind of environment Mm -hmm. or something, but what worked like across the board. Before that, there was, it's an even older tradition orally that goes back to Hermes and um, so the the hermetic principle of know thyself and also the the as above so below that's that's mm. um, that's Hermes and that's sort of like eight thousand years old, and 
when I met someone who is now my guide in this tradition, um, and she was talking about the seven ancient mystery schools, which um, which includes this this lineage of King Solomon plus traditions from all over the world, where there still is um, this this more hidden knowledge now in this. Um, in North America, where we have the we have a headquarters for the for the mystery school that carries this lineage, has been opened. It's the only one of these seven ancient mystery schools that is open for anyone who feels drawn to participate to be able to learn in this tradition. But the rest of them are still closed because it's just not it's not like safe on the planet yet. You know, and and I was very, of course, very intrigued by like what what seven ancient mystery schools and there was this she. Um, her name is Sarah, and she did this like two-hour presentation talking about the different um, traditions that are carried forward in these lineages and what they are doing with the energy on this planet to help us move into a different era. And and I thought, oh my goodness, like this has been this has been here. Like I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for this. Mm-hmm. And so I started. I did a, a series of healings with her, and then started doing some of the. Some of the trainings to be able to do those healings because it just kind of changed my world. So, um, so that in particular has been um, just something that has continued to give me like fire and focus. And I'm about to go in May to do another ten day training to start teaching um, sacred geometry and astral travel. And to um, we we also have to do recertifications in our um, in the healing modalities. So I'll be going to get some like upgrades. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So so we get sort of um, more like working on techniques, but also we kind of get like adjustments and attunements to our energy fields, just so that we are working always kind of at the highest capacity. Okay. But yeah, and and this particular lineage too, when I am speaking about the healings that that I offer. Um, a couple examples, uh, emotional cord cutting, aura clearing, um, there's something called DNA activation, which is a kind of like a retooling of the, like the spiritual side of our DNA, because we have the material side of the DNA, but then there's also all of this kind of, there's all this mystery really around how DNA actually functions in the body, and a lot of it sort of like dark matter out in space, like we don't really, science doesn't really, hasn't figured out kind of how it all comes together. There's there's certain things that are known, and then it's kind of like, oh, and then a bunch of other stuff happens. Yeah. So the so this particular activation works with the, the spiritual side of the DNA, helping to kind of keep us aligned with our soul's purpose. So all of like the, all the mystical parts of who we are kind of wrapped up in this, in this part of ourselves that can actually be like accessed and worked with. So that's another example. Um, well, <laughs> so, okay. Help, help me. Cause I, yeah. I am new to this world, this yeah, bring modality. Me back. Bring me back. So I'm going to ask maybe some like dumbed down questions, oh, which would be good hopefully for anyone that's new. Yeah. So this is a metaphysical healing. Perfectly articulated. Yes. Okay. That you have different like services, like different offerings that fall under this lineage Mm -hmm. of King Solomon. Correct. Um, What might you be healing? What could people come to you for? Yes. Something like for an emotional cord cutting, for example, um, we, you know, we are constantly exchanging energy with people all the time. It's just, we're, we're in and out of someone's energy field. We're giving them our energy. We're, we're receiving their energy 
And for the most part, that just kind of, that happens. It's like a breeze blowing through and, you know, and out and, and gone. But there are certain kinds of energies, certain dynamics, certain relationships that we have with people that tend to maybe like get a little stuck. So it doesn't blow through like a breeze. Instead, it gets like caught in this little like eddy of, of energy that we have. And then, and then we start to maybe have some resistance to that. And then it builds. To like these people? Then, to these people or to the, it can be with a community, mm. can be with a, a particular kind of programming or belief system. So that can happen as well, that we can have resistance to those or we can, you know, we can have assumptions maybe that like that's how things are, but we still resist it. And, and I, I think one example for me would be the, that I grew up in a very um, conservative evangelical like household and system of beliefs. And that's still very much like part of who I am, although I've, you know, I've left it behind in a lot of ways that sort of. In, in practical ways that matter but it, like it's still in there and sure. I still have resistance to it and so I still have you know we just talk about like I, I have baggage with this I have some baggage with that and and there are a lot of ways that we can just work through that stuff ourselves but then some of those really like deep-seated um, dynamics if it's interpersonal or connections to belief systems to institutions to communities it can just it can cause like an interruption in our energy flow and so an emotional cord cutting is something that works to like cut the cord so to speak mm-hmm. i mean really i mean that's um, on a medical metaphorical level that's what it's doing but on a an energetic like actual level it is cutting through that energy and helping to move that out so that the things we may already be doing to um, heal, maybe, you know, talk therapy, maybe just connecting with a friend, maybe just trying to see the positive side of things, the things that we're already doing for our own self-care, um, that those can be more effective. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the important things I've learned on my journey of healing is that there's a lot that we have to take responsibility for in doing our own healing, but some of it, we really need someone else. And I, you know, as I've gotten more tools that I can work with, I can do some of the healings that I do, I can do on myself, but some of them are not, some of them don't work that way. So I am forced, if you will, to go to someone to receive that help. I mm-hmm. still, you know, so it keeps us in some ways, keeps us in connection to other people. Um, so if I have like issues or challenges around commitment, mm-hmm. And I want to work through that. Like, I can yeah. do the work. I can do the talk therapy. I can journal. I can read all the self-care books. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, there might be something, I mean, just mm-hmm. embedded in my existence, in my soul, that is keeping me from that. And what you're talking about, like emotional cord cutting, mm-hmm. could help right. alleviate that. Right. And and thank you for that kind of concrete example. Because as you were saying that, I also I was also thinking, like, what, you know, what would I do if someone came to me and, and said that? You know, I have this issue with commitment or I have this person that I feel really connected to, but something is holding me Something's back. Something's holding me back. Um, and I and I think that, you know, knowing more about the situation, it would be, you know, a little bit different perhaps. But um, what kind of comes to mind is it sounds like there's a piece there, there that needs to be cleared, but also a piece where there could be some clarity. Mm-hmm. And so I might start with something like 
a clairvoyant reading or an intuitive reading okay. and have someone, you know, ask within this, the formal setting of that reading, you know, this is what I'm finding and where are, where would I find those issues or where does that come from? And then I could look at that in the, in the context of, um, of a clairvoyant reading and say, okay, well, here are the colors I see, here are the images I see together the colors and images kind of paint an energetic picture of what's going on and so i'm actually reading the energy in someone's aura and saying all right here's here are a few things that i see not telling the person what to do i'm kind of giving them a readout almost of like this is this is the energy that shows up in this particular layer of the aura here's who it's coming from here's what you can do to clear that out and so Sometimes just that information is enough to get the energy moving. Um, and it's, you know, it can be, especially if it's a, if it's an energy that's pretty close to the surface, like really ready to go, it can, that really can just be, the healing can be the reading itself. Mm. Now, if there's more, if there's a little more stickiness to it, then we might move into like, say, an, um, a, a cord cutting or and energy balancing, or maybe some Reiki. If there's a lot of agitation, a lot of anxiety around it, at Reiki is really wonderful for helping to calm the energy down. Um, but on the other hand, if the person feels like that energy or that that block around commitment drains them more than kind of like getting them anxious, then we might look at doing a gemstone healing, which mm. can help to bring, bring energy, energy in. <gasps> so yeah. I always, I, I always am asking people about like, do you, do you feel that this is an issue of like something's in the way it needs to get moved out? Something's missing. It needs to be brought in. Something is unclear. We need to kind of home in on the issue. And sometimes it's all, it's all three, but usually asking those questions gives us a place to start and we can certainly then kind of spiral out and and bring more in yeah I love that like yeah. I'm starting for I have this thing right I'm trying to think of an example in my life like yeah <laughs> there, I have a lot of thoughts around money and like abundance yeah. and like it's you know telling myself like that's yes. not something I should be working towards but in fact like why not why can't yeah, I work towards right. like being abundant and so if I came to you and I said that yeah you would say okay cool let me let's read where you're yeah. at and yep. see you know if it's something really close like something easy that we can release and mm -hmm. if we need to dig deeper we can right and, okay and for a lot of times for um for money issues it can be it can be really useful to do a little bit of um, like pre work for the person to do a little bit of journaling and think, okay, is the money issue coming from a place of like questions of worthiness, mm. or is it coming from a place of not being able to carry forth your like express yourself fully? Very different, you know, reasons behind um, maybe things not quite coming together. But yeah, there are so many. I mean, we are so complex as human beings um that it just it's a really I think one of the creative aspects of what I get to do when I work with people is is find the right kind of find the right way in to some mm. of those questions mm -hmm. and um and so it's it's always just a, a joy to kind of talk to someone and get to know them um well enough and it doesn't it really doesn't take long when you go in for some of these deeper questions to get to some of the to get to some of the deeper issues and then I you know it's it's funny because I feel like I know some of my clients 
on a level that probably none of their family or friends do. Mm -hmm. I may not know a lot of the kind of like the facts about their about their life, but I know kind of what are the what are the core issues that that really light them up, that really bring them down very quickly. And um, and this is one of the advantages of working with someone who can work energetically because because we don't always know ourselves that well. Right. Or we, you know, or we perceive it. It's we're so used to our patterns that we don't see them as patterns anymore. And it takes someone kind of looking from the outside in to be like, were you aware of this? And usually, I mean, my favorite response is like, yeah, you know, yes. Like, I, guess oh, I, I guess I guess I, did. I did know that, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't have thought of it that way. And and so it's just, it's so much fun to get people to just like meet themselves all over again in a different kind of context. I love that. And it's something I feel like I get to do then for myself a lot too, and um, in meditation or just in doing my daily rituals. Um, I don't take as much for granted as I as I used to. Yeah. Talk about the about the couple work yes. that you do. Yeah, so the um, I recently expanded this session because because of what I was finding in these sessions with couples, which was just that we always needed more time. Like there's mm-hmm. um, if there's some kind of like energetic math, I wish I knew what it was, but it's something like you know if if working if doing a healing session with one person takes an hour and a half. It doesn't just like double with another person. Like it, it triples. Like there's something else in the <laughs> like in the mix. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. And so that's what I learned. I would have these real like ambitious um, kind of blueprints for what I would want to do with with a couple that I would get to know, and and we would get there, and I just always would feel like we were rushing through the whole thing. Because what I like to do with the with the couples sessions is to incorporate certain. Um, healing modalities that I, you know, that I would do with them one-on-one, have that be a part of the session where either someone is helping to hold space for the other person as they're receiving the healing, not necessarily in the same room, but can be like in the, in approximately in the same building or something. Mm. Um, and then do some, do some work together. And some of that work um, kind of has a little bit of the quality of like sitting down with a therapist, but my, okay. um, but I, you know, I don't have the training of a therapist. I'm not thinking like a therapist. I'm thinking more like a, like an objective but, but very invested listener who wants to get to know these two people and how they relate to each other. So I have you know, certain questions that I will ask based on, based on what we've already kind of established as the dynamic between the people. But then I'm also doing um, medita- guiding both people through meditation I really like doing um, heart coherence meditation. I have a certification through the Heart Math Institute as a as ad heart facilitator, and so um, we can work with. Uh, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the the tool, but there's a there's a way of measuring someone's coherence mm. in the body. So we we work with like, um, biofeedback. And just give people some tools for if they want to meditate together, if they want to, uh, you know, in the same room or if they want to just set a certain time during the day when, you know, they know the other person is meditating too and just kind of reflecting on coherence because coherence and the HeartMath Institute has so much wonderful research about this. But when we increase our personal coherence, that is the, like the, the way that our 
heart, our brain, and our emotions all cooperate within the body. Okay. It's it's regulated and can get dysregulated very easily, but it's it's actually quite simple to train ourselves to have more coherence in our body. And that, when we do, it has a really profound effect on the people around us. So just a few minutes of this specific kind of, I mean, any kind of meditation is going to be beneficial for the world around us, but this specific type of meditation helps to bring the body's systems into coherence and then we we have this really positive and uplifting effect on the people around us and they might you know they won't even know why but it's just you're vibrating yeah you you are when Um, you say coherence do you mean like coherence of or like understanding of ourselves or in the world around us Mm. or like of a relationship or like what does that mean yeah well in in this case it actually doesn't have to do with understanding at all I mean that might become a part of it or you might gain an awareness over time but the coherence is really just it's a it's a biofeedback technique for regulating the body and that alone has an impact energetically on the people around and, and beyond. Like it goes out into the, you, it's, it's a measurable um, feedback that mm-hmm. goes out into the world. So even just doing that, uh, and that's why I say it's a little bit different from a therapy session because at least in my experience of therapy, you're always working toward an understanding of like why or how. Um, and, and this is, this is more about kind of taking so much investment out of the why and the how and just getting to a place of greater coherence, of greater um, alignment mm-hmm. on an energetic level. And that, and like I was saying, that may, that may translate to an understanding that can be articulated, but it might just be a more like peaceful or might just be a more aligned kind of dynamic between the two people. And that's why I like to teach the technique as something that can be practiced and repeated. Now, if someone, a a couple that I was just working with, was about to start seeing a new therapist, and so what we what we had is one of the um, the focuses of our time together was to get the two of them kind of energetically aligned enough where where they could have really productive. Um, and focused therapy Therapy, I love that. So they were already working, or they already had plans to working up for working on that, um, the intellectual understanding. Sure. So we were kind of priming things on an energetic level to make that understanding maybe a little smoother to get to. Mm-hmm. And, and I really, I will say this just about energy work in general, is that this, it's the way that I like to have it as part of my self-care practice it's the way I like to kind of guide people to do this we have so many options for how we can take care of ourselves right so many different kinds of practitioners who are so committed and so passionate about what they do um, and and part of my regular self-care routine is acupuncture chiropractic I have a pretty like steady workout regimen and then meditation and energy healing and all of those are feeding each other. Right. I and I wouldn't that. want to let go of any of them. And there isn't one. I mean, my, you know, my focus and my calling is as an energy healer, but, but I wouldn't want to take any of the things that I have out of my routine because I know they're all supporting each other in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and certain times I'll have maybe more of an emphasis on one or the other. But I love when people ask me, like, Sometimes with a little bit of trepidation, like, well, I am, you know, I also am seeing this person. Like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. the work that we're doing together right. is going to support that and, and vice versa. And 
Um, you know, and I hope that someone also starts to connect some of the dots for themselves as they, you know, they hear one thing maybe from their Chinese medicine practitioner and that person says it in one way. And then we do a healing session, sound therapy, crystal healing, something together. And they're like, oh, now I get what that person was saying or vice versa. So it is like, again, we just, we have... We have all of these pieces of the puzzle. We have um, we have different ways of putting everything together, and this is just I would say that energy healing I think is is something that has seemed so far out there to a lot of people for for a long time, uh, because it's in a lot of ways we don't have the the study design to be able to understand like how or you know where it's working how well test it like in a science lab like no I know what you mean and and to a certain extent. To a certain extent, we can, and I think there there are more and more people who are figuring out how to measure it. But we're not we're not fully there yet, and I think I think we will be. But mm-hmm. but to pair it with other things that maybe are measurable to for people who have a harder time, um, maybe investing in it, investing in themselves in this way. You know, do all of the things and see what works. See what, see what is you. getting you the results. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And that's all that matters. It's like, where are you finding the thing that makes you feel better or different or, you know, where you want to get to? Yeah. It's trial, <clears throat> excuse me, it's trial and error yeah. so much. And yeah. And it should be fun. I mean, this process of yes. healing, I mean, yeah. maybe fun's not the right word. It should be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be something that you're enjoying. Um, do you... Do you experience people that like throw shade your way or that don't understand it? I mean, I think because, yeah. like you said, energy healing is yep. or was more out there. I think it's becoming yeah. way more mainstream, but probably totally. because I surround myself people with people like well, you. Yes. yes. Like, what do you say to those people? Um, I think it depends on how how open they are to or how interested they are in having a conversation. A lot of times if people are interested enough even to say something, yeah. they still want to they want to know like, well why does this person think, you know, I don't think this is right. Why do, but why does this person think this? And so sometimes these people are actually really curious, but it just it comes out in a kind of different way. But the when you said if if people throw shade, um, I had an experience a couple years ago at a pop-up that I was doing. And I was doing like 10 minute, you know, aura readings and I was sitting down with someone and and my eyes are closed as I'm doing a reading. So I'm in a kind of, um, not like a full on trance, but I'm in a certain type. I have to set myself up energetically in a certain way to do this kind of work. And so I'm sitting there, my eyes are closed and I'm just, I'm talking, like I'm trying to get as much information out for this person as I can in a short period of time. And it's really loud in this space and I hear someone or I think I hear someone kind of like I feel like the the like the energy is coming at me like I can't quite hear what this person is saying yet and then she gets closer and she I hear that she's saying liar this is a real person saying that well this is it's funny you asked that because that was a question I had and part of me thought Oh my gosh, this is one of my like voices of doubt like coming yeah, through loud and clear. And so I didn't, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm just like, I gotta hold the space, I gotta hold the space. So I didn't stop. So I so for the rest of the time I was just like, has you know, has it finally happened? Have I gone crazy? And I'm now like hearing voices. <laughs> and and then when I got when I got done 
the guy who's, or I was reading, he said, oh my gosh, there was this crazy, like, Christian woman who came over yeah. and was, <clears throat> and was, you know, like, in your face. And I said, oh, okay, so she was actually there, <laughs> you know, Jeez. but, but it was, it was really, um, it was a very powerful moment because I, you know, I mentioned that I grew up in a very con- conservative, yeah. evangelical, you know, church, and there is a part of me, and I know that this will always be there to a degree that feels like, what if I'm not doing, you know, God's, God's work, work. I feel or the, you. you know, and, and so that is why for a moment I thought, oh no, this is just, this is my inner like doubt coming out in a really like, like very boisterous way. But, but that is, that's what I'm always working against is like, is this okay to be doing this work? Am I still like working in the light? And I, I mean, I wouldn't continue it if I didn't think that that was the case, but it still is just like, wow. I mean, there are, there are a lot of people and, and I have members of my family who, you know, they, they support me and they would never kind of aggressively come at me in that way. But, but I've had conversations with them and, and they have asked like, well, are, are you sure that this is okay? Like, do you know, do you really know what you're doing? Do you know what you're messing with? And, you know, I've had to say, I'm, I'm really, I'm really careful about who I learn from. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the reason why I feel so, um, drawn to this lineage is because of its thousands of years history like this isn't something that just kind of swooped in you know recently because everyone's like all hot for like healing or whatever <laughs> like, I know this is like this has been there <laughs> for thousands of years yeah. and and so there's there's a certain gravitas that it has and I know that like it has done, you know, just fine for all these years without me. It's like, no matter what I do, it's still going to be there. And there's something really comforting in that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's older than Christianity. So there you go. But yeah, I mean, I, I do have to, I do answer those questions every once in a while. And I think every time that I am either challenged or given the opportunity to speak about it, there is part of me that feels a little bit of panic. And it's just like, oh no, is this where I learn that actually everything is wrong? And and then every time I have that conversation, I feel like it's another chance for me to affirm, like, here's what's really va- valuable for me about it. And I, get to, and I get to speak about it in a very personal way too, because that's really the only thing that I can say. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I will never feel comfortable being like, this is how it is. No, it's really like, here's what has worked for me. Here's what has worked for, you know, people all over the globe for 8,000 years. And here's what I can tell you about it. And here's all a lot of resources if you want to learn more, because you can, mm-hmm. if you really, if you really want to. Um, Thanks for yeah. answering that question. Because I, absolutely, I do, I'm like you, I, I love learning and love to dabble in so many different things but grew up in a certain way that I think I do ask myself the question all the time like am I doing something wrong like am I mm-hmm. like I grew up Catholic am I sinning mm-hmm. and like I'm, right. am I in trouble like right. even if it's little things like yoga like starting practicing yoga like felt yeah. like one of those things like should I be doing this yeah so yeah. but at the same time like you have to try I mean trust yourself like yeah. you said and you, you know we know the answers and yeah. And it can go on. I mean, that's true of anything, like asking ourselves, are we doing the right work? Yeah, right. That's so important. Right. But I, I, I do, I try to think of those moments as 
as opportunities to kind of get more like intimate with my own what I really think about something yeah. and not to take it as um an opportunity just to let like doubt wash over me it's just right. like no people are just curious people don't know people have people have grown up maybe in similar situations to me but they haven't they haven't even started their process of unpacking that and so maybe I'm the first person that they have brought that question to sure that's a big deal and I would love to you know represent myself appropriately faithfully and and also just represent the different um, modalities that I work with in a way that that feels uh, authentic mm-hmm yeah treat yourself it's self-study right all of yeah, this absolutely is self-study and oh cool yeah. I feel very zenned out every day. I've done a lot of yoga classes today. I'm yeah. usually amped up on a lot of caffeine. Feeling good. This is awesome. Feeling real good. Well, I just <laughs> did a guided meditation and a singing bowl meditation before I came here. So I feel like that was my good like, preparation. You got your good vibes in for Otherwise, me. I'd be a little nervous. <laughs> Would you? Probably. You seem so like natural at this kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's the, it's it's the toddler bedroom that makes it feel less intimidating. Well, I'm sure. I will say that that does <laughs> help to kind of ground me in some kind of like, yeah, real life. I know. This is, this is cool. Beautiful energy. So Erin, before, so Erin's going to do a, um, she's going to pause, do a little meditation and give yep. me a quick check-in or a, yeah. would you call it aura reading? Yeah, we'll do an aura reading okay. and um, just to set this up. We can, we can do it a couple of ways. One of the ways we can do it is just to um, have me kind of scan, see what it is that I notice, or we can start with a question of yours. I feel like you should scan. Okay. Because I have so okay. many questions. <laughs> like, it's just like Fine, going no down of like a rabbit hole okay. way longer than the show. <laughs> All right. The one thing I'll say about a, a, maybe I would still ask for a question. I mean, I can scan, get something, and then ask for a question. Otherwise, I think it could, it might be a little longer than what we would Maybe like us. blocks. Are there okay. any like major blocks okay, that can, you're seeing yeah, in, well, an, in an start, R rating right Yeah, now? we can do that. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before okay. we pause and breathe, will you tell everyone mm. where they can find you? Yes. Uh, my website is www.thegoldrunner.com. <laughs> All one word, thegoldrunner.com. And um, I am at thegoldrunner on Instagram. And I am trying to be better at Facebook, but I really just don't. Events. Use it. That's what so, I use it for. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, so that's the best way to reach me. Oh, otherwise, to reach me directly, Erin at thegoldrunner.com. And Erin teaches meditation courses all over the Twin Cities. Yeah. You do. Kind of, I mean, anyway. Yeah, I also teach some intuition development workshops. Cool. Yeah, I do. Where do you do those? um, At Healing Elements. Yeah, I have done them before at Sacred Space. Yes. Um, And I have done some um, Wicca ceremonies. I will be starting in June, I think in June, um, to teach sacred geometry and astral travel meditation once I complete my training um and those are two really powerful tools for helping you to kind of understand yourself for helping you to set uh energetic space in your home or at the place where you work or just around around you 
that is like affirming and that helps you kind of stay grounded, um, stay grounded and in motion at the same time. So a lot of really wonderful tools, but yeah, um, meditation and singing Mm -hmm. bowl meditations and she'll be at the wedding and wellness fest on the spring equinox at aria with me yeah i'm excited that she'll be there yeah what are you doing at that i i think what i'm going to be doing is kind of a hybrid of reiki and gemstone healing yeah so i'll 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 do either 10 minutes is a little bit too short to do for that so probably 15 minutes so I'll have my, you know, massage table so people will just kind of chill out for a few minutes. We'll talk about one issue that you'd like to work with or one kind of energy you'd like to bring in. And then I'll set the appropriate crystal grid. The crystals will go directly on the body. And then I'll do a little <gasps> bit of Reiki. Oh and gosh. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I'm excited. I'm sad I'm going to be like doing things at it because we'll I want to come get one. I know, I just thought. Yeah. Okay, we're going to pause the podcast and come back and <laughs> do this. Yeah, so I will be I will be sitting here with my eyes closed for the most part. Um, you can have your eyes closed or open. The only thing I recommend is that you keep your feet flat on the floor. No, close. Okay. Let's <laughs> not do that. <laughs> All right. So to start, I'll have you say out loud your full given birth name. So first, middle, last. Ashley Jo uh, Welly. Ashley Jo Welly. All right, and so just in the span of the last few minutes, I just want to check in and make sure that you didn't have some other question come up that you would like to delve into, or if we're going to kind of go with where are, where are the blocks? Yeah, or just the blocks. Just the blocks. That's my big, okay. help me with my blocks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll probably look for, I'll just look for like the, the one that kind of, stands out because we all have plenty of them so (laughs) okay so I am looking at the third layer of the aura and this layer is the layer of the aura that kind of helps us organize our energy resources this is the layer of the aura where we'll find information about our career um, the way that we kind of choose to spend our day if it's not you know fully at work so this can be also personal projects other just areas of pursuit this is also where we regulate our balance of male and female energy in the body because mm. we both have we all have both of those in different kind of measures um, from one day to the next and this is also the layer of the aura that is concerned with um, uh, the dream world with the astral Um, so a lot going on in this layer of the aura and the way that I see this block coming through um, it's is showing up as a kind of a, a pale yellow energy it looks like just a little bit of kind of a drain on vitality or a drain on motivation. Um, and this looks like it's most specifically connected to that um, kind of the, the balance of male and female energy mm. with a little bit of kind of um, almost like a resistance to working with or embracing fully the the feminine energy mm. that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of 
demand to kind of go, 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 to be in pursuit of things, which is a more yang, a more um, male kind of drive, and that the, the female, the feminine, and the yin side of things ends up getting a little bit um, pushed to the side because it feels like it's not speaking up as clearly. So I'm gonna just take a peek at where this, um, where this block might be coming from, if there is, um, if this is because if where there are blocks, that means that your energy is not fully present. So, so it's not that you are resisting this energy; it's that someone else's energy is getting in and kind of setting setting the tone. So I'm mm -hmm. just gonna look and see where this energy is coming from, and often uh, just kind of calling out that energy is enough to make it kind of move on its way. Mm. So I see a little bit both of um, mother and father energy in here. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, it's a protective energy. It's an energy that kind of wants to encourage you to continue moving, not slow down too much. Because what happens when we slow down too much is that someone else can kind of jump in our place in line and, and take something that maybe is... Um, is meant for us and so whether this is something that was ever kind of overtly communicated to you by your parents or if this is just something maybe the way that they lived their lives it's been something that has gotten um, energetically communicated to you and again it's a it's a protective it's a um, kind of a proactive way of keeping you kind of like all right continue like mm. let's not let's not just pause for too long okay you know keep on moving keep on moving and it's um yeah, it's that it's that instinct to want to see kind of the best and the most for um, for a child, but it also is something that you know uh, when you're working from your energy um, is not really how things work. It's how our particular society, perhaps, or maybe how our ancestors had to do things. It's no longer the case. So what I'm going to do now, rather than focusing kind of on the block, is turning to what is a picture or a color that represents your energy, how your energy kind of works to balance male and female energy to keep you to keep you in that state of equilibrium. So I'm gonna just look for the truth of your energy in this layer of the aura. And what I see here is the color changes very dramatically. It changes to a brilliant orange, like a tangerine kind of fiery orange. And this this fiery energy is the energy that shows that even as um, even as that uh, we feel like we have a certain amount of energy and once that energy is gone like oh crap like this is a fire that that looks like an eternal flame and it has its own fuel source it's not burning something up in order to um, continue being very vital and very vibrant. It just, for all its passion, for all of its kind of fieriness, there's a real sense of peace and security to this flame. So it's kind of an interesting, I think, an interesting juxtaposition of the energy of fire with, with a little bit of a flavor of earth energy to it. So it's a very secure, a very steady and steadfast flame. And this is also the part of your energy that, that you know that it's okay to step back because things are still happening, movement is still happening. You can pause and it pausing doesn't mean stopping. And this is what this vibrant 
beautiful, brilliant orange reminds you is that you can stand still. And what happens actually when you stand still is that people are able to see you more clearly and, and that you become kind of like the center of attention. So things, when you stop, when you stop or when you pause to kind of rejuvenate, that's when things start coming to you. So it's a very different kind of paradigm from what, what your parents have been taught, maybe what they have in one way or another explicitly or implicitly communicated to you. In fact, as you stop, as you allow your feminine energy to really kind of occupy more space, that's when things that you have been pursuing start to come to you. So you can, one way that you can work with this energy is to recognize that, yes, it is, it's useful, it's appropriate to go after the things that you want, um, to set things in motion, but then for them to actually come to you, your energy knows that the important thing, that part where things actually start um, coming in is when you is when you stop is when you breathe is when you kind of allow that to happen so it can't happen for your energy it can't happen when you're out over here you have to be at home in your body I mean energetically at home in your body and in a way at at rest or at peace so that all of that stuff that you have been working toward can find you um, it's coming toward you it's seeking you and um, and this beautiful orange color reminds you that you you are the at the most attractive when you are at your most peaceful and kind of restful. Hmm. So that's where I will close the reading. All right, that was awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so that's so wild that you talk about the the flames because I've done energy work and I've done some past life regression work with Gina who's on the podcast a while back um and I always see orange bright flames like oh my gosh and to me that always was like the holy spirit like the spirituality in that realm which yes it is and it's also like my true nature yeah okay Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Aaron for being such an amazing host and for doing that sort of last-minute reading on me. It's so wild. If you want to learn more about Erin, check out the show notes. We link up all of her information there. If you like this podcast, if it's helping you in any stage of life, wedding planning, within your well-being journey, um, give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. And even more importantly, share this with a friend. Um, I love seeing all these new people coming to listen to the show. And it's because of listeners like you spreading the word about, about what we're doing here. So thanks so much for the support, everyone. Have an awesome week.